demon. The statement was as much a question as it was a reiteration of fact. The writer looked up from his notes. The interactive nano-ink continued displaying audio waveforms, and the text beneath shifted from standard to italic. The mage smiled. Not demon in the Judeo-Christian sense. I imagine that their appearances have started similar mythologies, but yes, demon. The mage folded his hands as he regarded the writer across the table. I understand that much of what I will be explaining to you will be difficult for you to believe, as difficult as it was for the world to accept the event as it occurred, though I imagine as we proceed that will become a non-issue. All right, the writer said slowly. He reached out and took up his glass to take a sip. He considered his thoughts before asking his next question. So, this demon, if not, you know, fire and brimstone, what exactly is it? The mage frowned and glanced at the ceiling. Let's see. Well, in layman's terms, they are extra-dimensional beings, usually sentient creatures from an alternate reality near adjacent to our own. They possess qualities and abilities that humans do not, and, I suppose understandably, often do not possess the same moral senses as humanity. The writer produced a stylus and began jotting notes next to the transcription. The tale, the information, was fantastic, but if he wanted to make the best of the unique opportunity, to take down the details of the event from the mage's perspective, he would have to buy in. Though considering what the world had gone through and the demon rights protests in the streets, it was far easier to believe than he imagined journalists would have in the past. Now, seventeen years later, news programs speculated on the event. An endless parade of experts of science and technology, philosophers, religious theologians, and government officials, all in an attempt to understand what exactly occurred that day when the sun turned blue, when the portals opened up and the dark shadow being spilled forth, and cut down millions when the invasion occurred. When the ground opened up beneath the capital city of the United States and swallowed half the buildings and structures there. When Valentine rose from that fissure and reversed the apocalypse. The image graced the cover of all newspapers and magazines for the next twenty-four months, floating, arms outstretched to either side, dark, sinuous symbols crawling along his skin, eyes and mouth open impossibly wide in a silent scream. And then, from that moment, the new world they lived in, side by side with demons. Abilities? The writer asked. It is widely believed that the average human only uses 10% of a brain, which, as you should know, is complete rubbish. The human mind is an immaculately designed machine, capable of sorting through terabytes of data each moment to focus on what seems important at the time. This is due to the nature of our universe and evolution. Demons, similarly, are capable of many astounding things. For example, there is one sort that can withstand direct impact from our Navy's experimental railgun projects. The mage shrugged lightly. There are some whose concept of time is so skewed that they can only communicate in the past tense and in reverse. For them, birth is a tragedy and death a celebration. Those sorts of things. And demons think that human ability to sort through information is remarkable. In some respects, yes. Mind you, while there are demons that we consider as gifted with speed, there are others who think the same of us. There are some realities that are very near parallel to our own, in which the only difference is an overall global temperature difference of 15 degrees. They have gills, the mage explained. This is all beside the point. 
You've read the news articles, seen the demonstrations, seen how your court systems struggle to classify them. It's a difficult thing encountering new species that can think for themselves. And are you a demon? I am a mage, the mage began slowly. And in this reality, I am the last of my kind.